0: PRO CANNABIS MEDIA everyone welcome again to another special edition of in the weeds with Jimmy Young this time on location in the capital of the Empire State that's right it's Albany New York and joining me here at an NCIA event is actually the executive director of the NCIA Aaron Smith Aaron
1: you are still the executive director right uh, absolutely that's as long as they'll have me
0: so here it's good to nice to see yeah. you again. so it's been a few years you and I met in 2019 April in Portland, Maine, before anybody even knew what COVID was, right? And here we are a few years later, we've survived and the cannabis me- needle has moved quite a bit. I think it's 19 states now, 38 medical, I think if we're keeping score at home.
1: Yeah, it's just pretty amazing that just even through the pandemic we've continued to see progress at the state level. And then you know also where, where NCIA works the most at the federal level, um, even in, with the backdrop of the pandemic and the economic decline and everything that went with it, Uh, cannabis remains a a popular issue
0: well it's a popular issue certainly within the industry but i also think in a lot of ways the industry is cursed who expected a war who expected a covid who expected inflation like you have how in the world do you still make cannabis a priority in dc
1: well you know it's it's really it's challenging, for sure, and, but um, you know, we really kind of have to tie it to whatever, whatever else is going on. Now, you, you can't tie cannabis policy to the war in Ukraine, uh, certainly, but you can uh, when you're talking about job creation and economic vitality and saving money on law enforcement resources. And you know really, also, at this point, we already have, like you said, we have over 30 states that have a cannabis industry operating and they don't have access to to normal banking services, and that's the issue that we're driving every day in D.C. to try to pass the Safe Banking Act.
0: You know, I remember talking to Michael Correa at, I want to say six months ago, and I remember him saying safe banking is low-hanging fruit. Well, it's still hanging on that tree, isn't it? Uh, How challenging has it been? I mean, you and I can sit here, and we can explain it and understand it, but getting it through the heads of the the Senate and the senators who have been there forever and are just set in their ways and not listening to their constituents. There I go with a little political view there. it's, it's an almost an everyday battle for you guys.
1: Yeah, what, you know, but what's interesting, though, is this is an everyday battle for everybody who's trying to see any progress in Washington. No, you know, mo- <laughs> Nothing's happening. The Senate isn't getting anything done thanks to the filibuster. Um, I think that you know we also have some sis- severe dysfunction in that. And I'll say this because we're here in New York, is that there's one, one man who could get safe banking passed today, and that's Chuck Schumer. Um, he's decided instead to focus his efforts on other bills that we, we support greatly, um, but, you know, his, his broader view of how we should reform cannabis uh, in this country, which we absolutely applaud, but he doesn't have the votes for that. So, you know, we, we'd like to see is let's bring up something that does have the 60 votes. We think we have the 60 votes for, for safe banking. And, do. Then, and then let's talk about, you know, something that we can, we can move beyond that. Instead, it's letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. And, and we're seeing it in, um, in every, uh, almost every other issue uh, on the Hill right now.
0: They keep pointing fingers at each other instead of themselves. You know, in sports, we always say, when you look in the mirror, you are responsible for that person. And I don't see that happening at the, in, the, in the Senate right now. And, it, and it, I'll tell you what, the, the comments that I get on some of the content that we put out there is pretty vicious towards the government.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of cynicism out there, and uh, you know, I still remain hopeful that we will get progress. I think it's going to keep coming from the states first. Um, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that, uh, a good possibility, I'm not, not going to put money on it right now, but it's, it's worth mentioning is that you know, safe banking is in the America Competes Act, which is in the conference committee, right? It's in the House version, I should say, uh, which is in the conference committee, and, and that's one way it could slip into law. Uh, after that, it's going to go into election, and then we'll see, you know, maybe we'll be dealing with the Republicans again next year. But but uh, either way, we're going to keep pushing it. You know, it's funny.
0: I saw a note that some of the Republicans who might be up for election in the midterms may end up being the heroes and being that pro-cannabis element. Uh, at this point, as an industry, I bet you don't care which political party is charge.
1: Well, I mean, I, I would say... I. I you know, I have always thought that it could be the Republicans that could really use this issue to, to garner the younger voters that they need and to um, you know to advance their interest. But it still remains by and large, the vast majority of the elected officials that support this issue are on the Democratic side. And the reason you know, and, and you know, Mitch McConnell held this issue up when he was in, in control of the Senate because he didn't like cannabis. You know, Chuck Schumer's holding this up because he likes cannabis so much. That he's he doesn't want to be incremental, and you know I think that, I you know in some ways it's like the the wokeness has kind of, (laughs) kind of uh, hurt our issue because we all want to you know let's make safe banking into this big social justice issue, and then then we don't have the Republican votes that we need to get this thing passed. So I I really would like to see, on this issue and so many others, I'd like to see more incentive for senators and and elected officials to reach across the aisle and just get something done.
0: If safe banking gets enacted, does it also decriminalize it does it take it off the controlled substances that it does not does
1: it no absolutely not and that's why we have the support of the more Republicans why we have the the American Bankers Association on it once we start to try to go further than that we don't quite have the 60 votes yet and so that's you know that's why it's so important that we work on what we can get done that's the the art of possible you know in politics like let's work on what we can get done and then work on what we the next thing that needs to get done the war the, the fights never over you know and and I you know I could say again this is a this is a problem throughout our government right now there's gun safety advocates that are saying the same thing right now why can't we just do one thing something and uh, so, I don't feel I don't feel that special in terms of you know cannabis right now anymore.
0: Well, that's interesting because I I would think that's really a challenge. It, it's almost like every week there's another barrier to entry. There's another challenge for the industry. The people in the industry obviously are, you know, have tunnel vision. They are they're only you know, one. I believe there's actually a national cannabis party now. Uh, Redmond, I think, is running for president or something, you know, and God love him. You know, I remember Pat Paulson too, people, okay? Uh, That being said, how, if if it truly is going to be the win, the little win, but the win, um, will we see, how do you think you'll see that before the midterms, I guess is the question.
1: Well, I mean, I think, sadly i think the only way we might see that would be safe banking through the america competes act and i really want to you know encourage everybody listening watching today to to call their member of congress call their senators say keep safe banking in the america competes act that's hap- that's being discussed right now in in hearings and in you know behind the scenes meetings and that's that's really the, the kind of last shot you know there might be other opportunities down the road but you know the elections are the election season is it's upon us already and uh you know there's you know, after august i wouldn't expect to see much get done
0: You know, I'm from Massachusetts. So needless to say, my senators and representatives understand what the public would like to see. It's a legal adult use state. Um, There's actually been some movement at the state level to make it a little bit easier to uh, attain a host uh, community agreement, uh, which has been a big barrier to entry for a lot of people. Uh, That being said, that is movement in a small area of the United States. It's a huge country. And what is the feeling, are we starting to see, do they look at that Pew Research or the Gallup poll of 68% want legalization and gosh, I think it's 90% recognize the medicinal values of this plant. One guy, you mentioned him already, is Senator McConnell. Did he have any idea what was going on with that farm bill in 2018? He kind of opened up a Pandora's box and I don't think he really understood it.
1: Well, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if you didn't, didn't understand it, but I mean, it t- definitely uh, was more complicated than I think, you know, most of Congress to understand when you started looking at all that, you know, psychoactive cannabinoids derived from hemp was not something that was really contemplated. Right. And uh, that's, I mean, that's a testament to the, the innovation of in, you know, health of free market and capitalism works. People find a way. Um, that said, I you know, I you know we do support regulating those those products. Similarly to cannabinoids derived from marijuana, because it's, they're the same thing if they're if they're psychoactive um, so you know I mean but no people are looking at the public opinion I mean if you well, well it like gets you know when you look at the last year it's really frustrating when you look at all well, the last year Congress hasn't done anything but if you look over the last 10 years 20 years you know when I started doing this almost 20 years ago there was marijuana was not legal in any state the you know George Bush was president and cracking down on medical cannabis uh, operators almost every day, and you had, you know, public support was, I think, 30-something percent, and almost no one in Congress would support this. And so, you know, we're definitely making progress. It's just you have to kind of step back and play the long game if you're really gonna appreciate that progress.
0: It's been a long game for everybody in the trenches, uh, too. Um, Is there any... I know there's a couple of other states now that are looking at this. I know uh, uh, I know North Carolina, actually, of all states, uh, maybe actually introducing a medical plan. Rhode Island just went uh, legal. Connecticut, uh, and you know, the only state that isn't in New England is New Hampshire. And I know the guy who's trying to change that in New Hampshire, a rep there. And he, I feel so bad for him because he's knocking his head against the wall so much. And every time he thinks he's got to win, it gets pushed back hasn't that been the case uh, even in the federal government every time you think you got something you get pushback
1: yeah i mean that's that's just the the nature of this And you know it's not going to be easy we're trying to undo you know almost 100 years of cannabis prohibition um so i don't you know i don't think it's, it's time to be discouraged it's just we got to keep you know we got to p- keep putting our resources toward organizations like ours ncia and others that are working to change the laws Uh, so that we can finally get there. We will get there, and it's just a matter of of time. And, you know, I mean, barring some really, you know, something, a sea change in the other direction, really quickly, I I can't see us not winning. It's just getting past this political dysfunction in Washington that, that, again, is affecting everybody right now. On so
0: many fronts, on so many fronts, too, and I want to make sure we make that clear. Um, We're in the state of New York. New York has voted it in as an adult-use product, a market, it's starting. Um, they're starting to give out licenses, and there's a there's a uh, a movement afoot in New York that is very similar to what happened in Massachusetts or other legal states after. It got voted in. A lot of the populace believes, oh, it's legal now. I could just go on the street and start selling it. Well, that's not necessarily true, and it does cause some issues. And, yes, indeed, I understand that they put some kind of a a gifting uh, element in there in New York recently that will stop that. Uh, But that happens in every state it, it, if you look back at every state the, as soon as the voters it's funny how the voters get a true democracy think we're in a true democracy where the, the reality is we're in a republic and it's a lot more difficult to get things done the msos are out there now um, hiring hired guns big shot attorneys they want to challenge the constitutionality of the controlled substances act that we're still kind of dealing with uh, is there any shot at that for them
1: well, I mean, I think that I want to see us working on every angle to try to to try to end the prohibition. I think the the likelihood of doing it through the courts right now is is pretty nil. I mean, there's been a lot of lot of challenges through the years, and long before these MSOs were were even involved in any of this. And so, I mean, and then back, you know, on the other issue of what people are doing the with the you know unregulated um, businesses here in New York, it, it's absolutely right that this is these aren't legal. I don't want to see anybody going to jail for doing that. I understand the exuberance and the enthusiasm to get into the marketplace. But if, if for if for those who want to be here long term, uh, it's really going to be important to actually pay attention to how the regulations are going to f- play out, apply for a license, become a, a legitimate operator, because that's the long term play, I think, in, in New York. And, and uh, I would hate to see somebody, you know, end up, Doing an illegal business now because they're excited about the the fact that there's a loophole and then later being denied a license as a result of that and so it's i think they should be very careful about doing that and and, um you know work, work patiently to be able to do this legally also with that said even before the the law passed there were you know great delivery services and all sorts of ways to to purchase cannabis in new york city for you know, decades before the law passed. so Shock. you know, I'm shocked to hear that was going on. And, I, and I'm glad that New York does have some, you know, New, New York does have uh, some really kind of restorative justice measures that are unique in their law where if you have been engaged with the criminal justice system because of being arrested for cannabis defense in the past, you actually have special licenses to, for that. And, and, I, and I'm really, you know, really happy to see that rolling out here. Right.
0: And we know that Senator Booker in New Jersey is a champion of let's get everyone in jail that has been convicted of a cannabis crime out of jail. And, of course, that's the Last Prisoner Project's mission, too. Uh, I give them a lot of credit because three years ago it just started. And here it's almost part of everybody's conversation when they want— to do something right they said let's get the last prisoner project involved what Steve D'Angelo has been a legend in this community and in this in this world of of, uh, of cannabis for gosh I think since the 70s he tried to get it legal in DC in fact yeah, yeah. Um, how important a role has he played
1: well I mean to me personally Steve's always been a, a mentor he was one of the uh, original founders of NCIA founding members back at when he was with Harborside and you know, at this point, 12, 13 years, Steve was involved probably 13 years ago is before we actually officially launched. Um, I think he's been, you know, uh, he was told me, you know, he said, I'm not a I'm a pioneer, not a settler. And so he's, you know, I think he's always going to be on the front lines on things like like this and absolutely support everything he's doing. In the, uh, Last Winter prisoner project and probably anything else he does <laughs> also. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Obviously we're here in New York. It's an NCIA recruiting trip, if you will, in upstate New York. I believe you've got three stops in in this area. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity now to sell the benefits of being a member of the NCIA. I am a member, or actually Pro Cannabis Media is a proud member, and uh, we're going to renew, I promise. That being said, you've got an opportunity to tell us why, how important is your organization to the movement?
1: Well, thanks for the opportunity and, you know, and thanks for your membership. Um, But, you know, if if you're in the cannabis industry, and you're not invested in changing federal laws, then you're really looking, you know, short, short term. The only way this industry is going to survive is if we uh, end federal prohibition, expand the market across the country. And at this point, as I said earlier, it's kind of inevitable that's going to happen. Um, and there's only a few people sitting at the table in DC writing the rules of what that's going to look like. It's us representing the small businesses, and it's the handful of MSOs that can afford their own lobbyists. So, if you're a, you know, f- most likely you c- you're listening right now, you can't afford your own lobbyists. Uh, I think it makes sense to, you know, pool your money with other small businesses so that small businesses and Main Street cannabis has a seat at the table in D.C. Uh, and it's not just the big players. Otherwise they will write the rules to, to lock everyone out because that's just the way the market works.
0: Right. And, and as much as heat as the MSOs have taken, I, I really have uh, given them an opportunity to say, wait a second people, uh, they, they play a very important role in the beginning of a huge industry, don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean they're, they're, they have, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to disparage them for doing what, what large companies do but if small businesses don't make sure that their voice is heard, they will be, the laws will be written against them and their and their interests. That's just the way it plays out in every other sector of the economy. So uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, we have membership plans that are the most affordable of any association in the space, as low as $1,000 a year. Uh, and that really helps us do the work that we need to do to, to advance the issue in DC. So uh, you can visit our website at thecannabisindustry.org and become a member today. You go. good job. That, that's what I figured you'd be able to do very easily. Uh, he's Aaron Smith, he's the
0: Executive Director of the NCIA. I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. This has been a very special edition of In the Weeds, On the Road in Albany, New York. And remember to like, share and subscribe, not just to In the Weeds, but also to all the programming on Pro Cannabis Media. We talk news, we do a, a nationwide roundup every week and it's anchored by Elena Pinto, who is a network quality anchor because we picked her and she's awesome and we want to thank you for watching and listening and remember it is a whole new world of weed out there use it responsibly thanks for watching thanks for listening You can mold shape, find almost anything All it takes is some time and some clarity To find your identity, it's mind over everything when I wanna feel like this, I'm a when I feel like this, I'm a when I feel like this, I'm immortal When I feel like this, I'm immortal You want to grow your own plants? Check out Style Lighting's Grow Kit. It is everything you need to become an expert home grower and bring the power of the sun indoors. Style Lighting uses TCP's high-powered commercial LEDs that deliver twice the output in the market. The Grow Kit has a grow bag, a timer, chains to hang the light, and of course the best in the business lighting system by TCP. Check out stylelighting.shop for more information. Pro Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at Pro Cannabis Media, on Instagram at Pro Cannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at Pro Cannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro Cannabis Media, Twitter at Pro Cannabis Media, and on twitch.tv backslash Pro Cannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand.